Welcome to the Dangerous Man Podcast, where we talk about how to become a better man, take responsibility for our mission, create value for others, and the many failures and lessons we've learned along the way. Stay dangerous. Welcome back to another episode of the Dangerous Man Podcast. This is your host, John Castoris, joined by co-host... Adam Tuff. What's going on? And uh, we're real excited about this one, guys. We we have a very, very special guest. His name is Dominique Sims. Say what's up, Dom. What's going on, everybody? Excited to be here in this uh, dangerous establishment. Ooh. Ooh. Come on. Dom's uh, a good friend of mine and a fellow business partner and kind of an older brother mentor figure and just just a great friend and we're blessed to have him on to hear his story today so if that sounds great definitely tune in with us and you know i i noticed dom that you got a uh a really cool shirt that you brought in today and uh you know obviously this is audio so you might have to describe a little bit but you want to oh, just yeah. kind of tell what your shirt's saying yeah absolutely so it's so cool it's black Okay, that's that's a key factor in a shirt, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the color does does matter, yes. Okay, but you mean what's on the front of it? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Specifically the front, the front, not the back. Okay, all well, right. I can't really see the back because you're sitting <laughs> in the chair. <laughs> well, here's what it says. It says "Husband, Daddy, Hero," and uh, pretty oh. pretty special actually. Coming out of a a weekend with my nine year old grandfather, who um, kind of plays into a, a book you gave me, Adam, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so, anyway, yeah, it's pretty special. I, I got this actually for Father's Day a couple of years, uh, five, six years ago, something like that. So, Ooh. yeah, yeah. That's I got exciting. four daughters. So, you know, it's pretty significant when you're thinking about them. Yeah. That's the that's the daddy part of it? Yeah, that's the daddy part of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. What, what's the hero part? I think the hero part is, um, it's about your mission, you know, about the example you set, you know, what they see every day. I was out in Watertown, South Dakota, thinking about this a lot, actually, guys. And I'm sitting there with my grandfather's 90. I'm going, this man was the strongest man in the world to me for probably 20 years of my life. Wow. 20 years, I thought, he's got to be the strongest man in the world. I've seen him get out of a, he's a veterinarian, okay? Practiced for 65 years in Watertown, South Dakota. And I thought, I, yeah. Veterinarian of the year, not too many years ago, but I thought to myself, he's been in a pen with a bull pinned two to four times that I've seen, and I saw him get out. I'm like, how do you do that with a bull? <laughs> you know, I don't know if you guys have been in a pen with a bull before, you know, but it's uh, it's been a couple of years. I got I got bet. <laughs> exactly. I've seen a pen with a bull in it. But. Yeah. <laughs> It's more dangerous on the inside, you know? Yeah. I, I've been around a bunch of cows trying to, like, feed them. And this was when I was, like, smaller. Okay. And it it, it was kind of scary just around the cows because they're big animals. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more wow. dangerous than when you milk a cow that doesn't want to be milked. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> I haven't I haven't tried that, so. Okay. All right. I wouldn't know. <laughs> or if it's not able to be milked. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, <laughs> 
you're in the you're in the wrong section of the cows there, by the way. You're not in the milking section. You're in, over there in the reproductive section. Yeah, you gotta get out of the cereal aisle and into the dairy section there, boys. Hey, that's not dairy. No, okay, all right. That's, that's good. Oh man, dude. Uh, well, you know. Anyway, you were talking about your uh your grandpa, right? Absolutely, yep. Yeah. So he was veterinary or vet Veterinarian, that's yep. the word. Yep. Um, that just make, means you work with animals, right? Small and large uh, domestic animals was his, and yeah. zoo animals, actually. It sounded like he was wow. he worked with a lot of, probably a lot of farm animals, if he was in South Dakota, I'm assuming. Yep, yep. Lake yeah. Area Vet Clinic, yeah. Dr. Ed Larson and Ann Larson okay. uh, is my that's grandma. Crazy. Anyway, you're, you're going into, like, why you thought he was, like, the, the strongest man you've, you've seen. Yeah, I just, you know, he he... He'd get up for calving calls at, you know, three, four o'clock at night or, you know, I think all the way up to 10 or, or more veterinarians on staff uh, mm-hmm. when he was in kind of the prime of things. And, um, and man, I tell you what, I've never seen, I, it is so rare that I ever seen him give in to being tired. I never saw him complain about his work. I always saw him serving other people. Wow. Um, I mean, we're talking about, uh, a man who uh, told me he was afraid to talk to people and read all the Dale Carnegie and went to all the classes and overcame his fear, worked three jobs to get the practice off the ground, saved every penny for 10 years. Wow. And then opened his practice. And we're, I mean, we're talking about the greatest generation, right? Is my grandparents. So, man, the, um, the grit on that guy is oh, insane. Oh, even to Dude. this day. Yeah. Wow. After spending a day and a half with him, even to this day, yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah. So, hero. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of why you you he's your hero. Absolutely, you know? it's it's funny because you when a word hits you like wow. that, it is an image that comes to your mind right away. You know, mm-hmm. like and that's and that's honestly the the first one. Then there's you know my dad too. So, okay. um, but I was just spending time with my grandpa, so it was a lot easier to talk about him right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> but yeah, thanks thanks for going into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. We'd be blessed to uh, certainly hear a bit of maybe the origin story of of you, Dom. You know, I don't know how much you want to go into kind of kind of whatever you want. I don't know how much you want to say about growing up or whatnot, and some of the things you've you've accomplished so far. And mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean, we'd love to get into um, also a little bit of just our own dreams and uh, mission. I love that the hero. I think that's something we want to kind of dive back into. But you know, certainly we'll kind of hand the baton to you here to bit to share a bit about who you are and yeah. what's your story. Yeah, kind of weird to talk about yourself, right? You know, it's like uh, third personing, you know? You know, yeah, Dom, he's pretty awesome, you know? You can definitely just say the oh, word yeah. I, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I, um, so I'm from Minneapolis, okay, originally, um, and, uh, you know, went to De La Salle High School. I went to private, pretty much private Catholic schools all my, my whole life. So De La Salle High School, actually, um, wasn't recruited to go to De La Salle. I was actually going to South High originally. Hmm. Uh, went there on a visit. Didn't connect with the students as well or the, you know, the IB program, the International Baccalaureate program. Not that it's mm-hmm. bad. I just didn't connect. And went to De La Salle. It was the day after finals. I thought, these kids are joking around. You know, I was pretty serious about school, right? I was yeah. pretty serious. I was pretty serious about sports too. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't getting recruited. I wasn't this, you know, guy that everybody was touting. Um, but anyway, I, I decided to go, um, and, uh, 
held a honor roll there at De La Salle. And uh, I think I was like third or fourth in class or maybe fifth in class. Mm-hmm. Somebody beat me out the last second there. Um, but uh, played. The senior slide got you a little bit. What's that? The senior slide got you a little bit. It, you know, it was the recruiting trips. Yeah. When you realize, you know what, I'm going to go play college football, a .01 in my GPA doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Not to say that yeah. I didn't want to be a perfectionist, but yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, I went to De La Salle, won, uh, won a couple state championships in basketball, won a state championship in football, had some teammates uh, that played in the NFL um, mm-hmm. and, and the NBA. Uh, wow. And then um, so uh, there's Derek Robinson, played for nine years in the NFL, uh, maybe 10, uh, if I'm misquoting there, Derek. Or Jared Newberry played for, I want to say it was three years or maybe more in the NFL. I had a, a just a cup of coffee in the NFL with the yeah. Colts. Um, and then uh, Alan Anderson played for, I think he played for seven or eight years in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, you know, some we had some yeah. good talent. And then Ben Johnson, who's the head coach at, at Delos, uh, he was the, so he's the head coach at the University of Minnesota for the mm-hmm. men's gopher program right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to, we're, we're coming, we're coming, we're going to do good. We're going to do good. Um, <laughs> they're having some struggles right now, but so anyway, we came out of there, went to, was recruited to the University of Minnesota. Uh, went there, actually was going to go to Colorado. I uh, was getting recruited pretty heavily coming out of high school uh, as a quarterback and a safety. And anyway, went to went to U of M and, and played a little bit. Was going to play as a uh, true freshman, but actually sat the bench for about two and a half years. Wow. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Had a, had, a, had a real man maker event there. You know, you get your you get your brain together when you get your uh, you get kicked in the balls a couple of times. And uh, you got to figure out how to decide you're going to get up and and not, uh, you know, piss and moan on yourself, you know? Um, so anyway, that what, happened. What, what are you like? Cause you're saying like, you need to get kicking balls sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were obviously like a lot from what I've heard of a lot of people that do go to like college and play mm-hmm. like college sports, like when they're in high school, they're kind of like the man and they're like always like killing it. And then they get to high to like college and they're like, Oh, I actually have to like try it this now. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is that kind of a similar experience that you had or what like happened there with you being on the bench for like two years? Yeah. I, you know, I had a coach who recruited me and then he left to the, for the NFL the year after I got there or the half of the year I got there. Oh yeah. So it kind of was a, it was a new regime yeah. um, oh, okay. and the best of the new regime is kind of the worst of the regime that takes over. Okay. So I, I had to deal with a, a couple of those guys and, um, and, uh, not nothing bad about those guys, but you know what? I wasn't their guy. Okay. And I could, I could tell I wasn't their guy, you know? Um, most of that happens in corporate America too, right? You know, mm-hmm. somebody comes in and Hey, you know what? The old VP who was amazing is not a good one anymore. So anyway, sat the bench for two and a half yeah. years, made some phenomenal friends that were walk-ons, um, you know, guys that, uh, you know, maybe weren't doing so well. We, we banded together and or probably the, like the heart and soul at that time, at that time. Uh, mm-hmm. But I played with some other great players there. Anyway, graduated from the U of M with a uh, animal science pre-veterinary degree, right? Mm-hmm. I was going to, you know, do yeah. the same thing as my grandfather, obviously, but I was going to go to the yeah. uh, marine mammal route. So I went out to the, uh, to the Minnesota zoo with an internship out there, turned into uh, staying there for a little while, uh, training dolphins. Ooh, dude, right, come on. right. Oh yeah. So, so I'm your, your story, dolphin. You just keep getting more interesting. Oh, dude, dude. <laughs> I, I was the, I was the, like the mystery man, as, as my wife would say, you know, like, like, okay, who is this guy? You know? What, and what so, has he done? <laughs> yeah, just, I had a lot of interest, you know, football was, was yeah. awesome. And I loved it. It's a warrior part of that. But uh, I also had other things I, I, you know, that I'd like to do. So anyway, 
uh, I got uh, dra- or not drafted. I was a free agent taken by the Indianapolis Colts in 2005. Okay, and um, and so I was training and I went to the Colts. Did really well. They brought me back. They they signed me. They brought me back. And they put me at second string middle linebacker, which was a big deal because mm. the first string guy, the starter, um, a guy named Rob Morris at the time, didn't get re-signed. Wow. So they had a guy that was there for two or three years named Gary Brackett, amazing man and player. Uh, his story is one to read up on because um, mm. he's got some grit. But I was behind him, so I was I was looking pretty good, you know, to get mm-hmm. uh, a spot coming from an undrafted free yeah. agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, shortly after that, maybe, I don't know, a couple months, uh, they let me go, actually. I was, I was planning to go to Japan and play yeah. against Michael Vick and those guys. And uh, anyway, went home, started working. Guess what? Went, went and played arena for a year. Hopped into a business opportunity that I'm still a part of 16 years later. Amazing. And then uh, the year later, I'm down in Miami, right? My wife, mm-hmm. my wife actually uh, started working for ESPN, which she became a color commentator. She played for the yeah. women's team, Leslie Hill at the time, now Leslie Sims. So she played for the women's team with Lindsey Whalen, who's the head coach at the University of Minnesota now. Oh, dang. Oh, wow. So there's all these connections. Yeah. So she's out in, wow. um, she's out in, uh, in Bristol at ESPN, but she's rooming with her college roommate and friend, Lindsey, who played for the Connecticut Sun. Mm-hmm. So there's all these things. Then I go down to Miami. I work down there, rehab my shoulder. And, uh, and anyway, I get taken in NFL Europe. So I'm in NFL Europe in Berlin and Frankfurt, Germany, two different teams. I got traded uh, midseason, came back here, did some stuff on my knee, uh, some surgery, and uh, spent wow. about two years on the IR. Oof. So, yeah, there's some, you know, there's some patience in there. Some, uh, mm-hmm. you really got to, you know, I think people give, you know, athletes are, yeah, they live this luxurious life, but, man, we are doing three rehabs a day for like a year and a half, when you come back, man, you're putting everything you got into what you're doing, you Mm -hmm. know? So there was a lot, there's a kind of this. um, So were, were all these like the shoulder and like the hip and whatnot? Shoulder, knee. knee. Was that all because like a football related injury stuff? I'd love to tell you one of the dolphins like body slammed me. That'd be way cooler. You know what I mean? Like I'm (laughs) doing water work and like, you know, but yeah. um, you were riding the dolphin. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's, you're you're riding the dolphin and you were fighting sharks. Right. And, <laughs> and it threw me out of the pool. That's the next I'm episode. In, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Tune so, in. <laughs> but um yeah, so it's pretty wow. pretty fun uh fun journey there for about three, four, five years. And then uh anyway, got married. Uh, you know, Leslie and I have been oh, married yeah. for going on 13 years. Uh it's coming June. Uh, amazing woman, amazing mother. Uh, so glad I married her. So glad I, um, you know, I wasn't really in a spot where I really wanted to date at that time, but I, 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 mm-hmm. I could just, I knew it. I prayed on it. I knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew she was it. And, uh, and, uh, well, four daughters later, yeah. right. Uh, eight, six, four, and one. And, uh, man, we're, we got, we got a girl squad at home. So now I, I traded in the football uniform I traded in all the, the, uh, no, I didn't trade in my testosterone. I, I still, I still got it all. I'm just saying. Um, but for pinks and glitters and, you know, Barbies and 
I razz my girls all the time. Barbies again? Are you serious? Come on. Again. Another Barbie. So <laughs> just my being overdramatic is, about it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So but you know, and onward to business, you know, uh the NFL was a huge dream. Um oh, shameless plug, my brother Jericho Sims. Uh, plays for New York Knicks, number 45. He's going to be in the dunk contest this coming Saturday, the 18th, dude. in Salt Lake City. Woo. Oh, yeah. No oh, way, yeah. dude. Come on. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I know he's going to win it, and it's going to be super exciting. He's a huge uh, – they call him the most athletic player in the NBA right now. Wow. Yeah. And And he was young watching me chase my dreams. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was young watching my two older brothers and my dad and my grandpa chase their dreams. Mm-hmm. I was watching my brothers chase their basketball dreams, but I was watching my dad in his dental business and my grandpa in his veterinary business. So, you know, we're talking about, Whoa. you're talking about vision casting, <sighs> man, our life is more of a vision cast than anything. Anyway. All right. Come on, dude. Let me back Come off on. there, but go ahead. <laughs> What's up? Dude, come on. I, you know, I think I'd be pretty good in a dunk contest. I mean, if you got me a chair, maybe, but you know, <laughs> and a trampoline. trampoline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just have to learn how to do a flip, you know, so I could get some points for the for the. I'd I'd have to work on my vertical for maybe six months, and then I'd, I'd probably be able to do it. What do you fine. think your vert is? I have no idea, honestly. It's probably really low. <laughs> like I feel like when I jump, I like hardly get any air. You think it's at least over twelve inches? I would hope so. Um, <laughs> I like I honestly don't know what my vert is. And maybe it's like four. Maybe I just don't jump enough. I don't know what it is, but I feel like I don't. I don't go up very high when I jump. I feel like I have more respect for you if you didn't pass like a foot. Like if you're like your foot was like nine and a half inches, I'd be like, you know what, you're amazing, man. (laughs) (laughs) Respect. But if I'm like, but 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 if my vertical is like thirteen inches, then you're like, you could do better. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I, I need guys to, a tool. <laughs> now I really need to know what my vertical is. Yeah, we'll, we'll test yeah. it out, huh? Yeah. So I, I am curious, Dom. Mm-hmm. What what was that like, you know, seeing people pursue? I mean, there's a couple facets here that are, are really interesting, but uh, you're seeing your older brothers and your, and your dad and your grandpa pursuing and had pursued their dreams and, you know, finding some success there and mm-hmm. inspiring figures. And well, I'm kind of curious what that's like getting into a place where you're in NFL and you're kind of, you know, in a way you're kind of there. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. I s- I'm still in the journey here, but I'm, I've made it to a place that I've set out to make it to. What was that kind of like having that in a sense, go in a different direction? Yeah. Well, I think that the biggest thing is when a dreamer, you know, dad, grandfather, brothers are so close to you, you automatically feel qualified. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, they're just like you. They're in your family. You're with them all the time. You're talking to them, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know them intimately. And um, yeah, I, I remember going to games with my uh, oldest brother, Jason, uh, at Northern Iowa, right? You end up playing in Greece and Cyprus for pro basketball. And he's just a amazing talent, athletic. I remember sitting there and hearing him on the free throw line, a girl, I think we we're in Nebraska, she called him Goldilocks because he used to have these wild hairstyles. <laughs> and I remember him hitting a free throw. It was this huge arena. And I remember like, he's got to be really focused. It doesn't matter what anybody says. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. that like quiet little, 
like huh. lesson that you just take in. I remember uh, my my other brother Ty, um, in between Jason and I, he won the dunk contest in in Minnesota, and I used to kind of chase him around and and watch him. And I saw him, um, wow. I saw him play in a community college and then work his way into a Division One school, Kansas State. And I just I remember when he was at a community college, it was almost like a holding pattern because you can get lost in the community college program. Mm-hmm. And I remember like the resolve and the tenacity when I went to his games up in um, North Dakota. And I remember just seeing him with, there was no scouts, you know, there's nobody watching. Mm. It was like, you know, just the family and other guys who probably weren't going to make it out of there, but he had, but he, he was so dogged determined. Now he was really athletic, you know? And so, you know, you start patterning these things like, okay, I'm tough and I'm focused like Jason. Okay. Okay. I'm absolutely like determined like Ty and I'm athletic like him. Right. Yeah. So you start taking these things in and cause you can see them And my grandfather, you know, his work ethic and his uh, ability to communicate with people and, and, and my dad's work ethic, which was phenomenal. I can't even, can't even get to that. I mean, the man just could go from 5.00 AM to 5.00 AM. Like it was nothing. I mean, wow. Yeah. So anyway, I was no. going to say mm-hmm. being able to visualize something is huge. But, yeah. And to be able to just have that right in front of you your whole life. I, yeah, that's so cool. When the teacher is doing the vision, man, it's, it's, it's like, you don't just hear it in a classroom. Like you're watching somebody live it out and it's like, boom, it, it's almost like it, 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 it's not like uh, you hear it. You know, it's not like you see it, you're, you're living in it, you know? And so if the, the reality for you to have it, for you to mm-hmm. do it, you know, I'm, I'm in the NFL, getting back to your question, John. Yeah. I'm in the NFL and I'm there and uh, I'm going, I mean, this was literally my thought. Two years sitting on the bench, um, maybe not having the best feedback from coaches and maybe other peers that I was going to make it, right? Um, many family members not believing you're going to make it. But here's the thing, I couldn't part from what my grandpa, my dad, and my two older brothers went through. I couldn't part from them succeeding. You know what I mean? Like mentally, I, I had to, I, I could only say it's happening. Yeah. And so you get That's to the NFL. That's all, all you see, yeah. right? And so then you get to the NFL, and here's my thought. I was supposed to be here. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you, you saw it in your mind so many times over and over and over again that it was more real when you were dreaming it than it was when you were there. Yeah. You're wow. literally, it's, you're kind of over it, like <laughs> emotionally and everything. By the time you're there, I'm like, uh, I already knew I was fast, athletic enough and smart enough. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to start here pretty soon. So. So it's kind of more of you, you felt more like relief once you got there. Yeah. It was, it's, it's almost like anticlimactic. You know what I mean? Like you expected this. Totally. It's no surprise to you. Yeah. And you're like, you know, it's kind of better when I was dreaming about it. Interesting. Whoa. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> because you're you're actually in it now and you're like, okay, now I gotta reset and go for something like way bigger. You know? Because wow. you're you're there, you've been dreaming about getting somewhere and you're like, okay. I think there there's an aspect of I mean, not to get too in the weeds here, but I I think there is an aspect of like glamour that comes mm. with dreams and I think I think a portion of that is super good, and it helps us be motivated. I, I'll, I'll maybe put that out there. But, you know, I just remember having a conversation. I was doing music full-time, mm. 
and drumming around doing gigs, playing with some of my local friends that are like house names a little bit. And, and I remember some of my friends that also like music being like, man, I wish I could be doing what you're doing. And they, they were kind of jealous, not gonna lie. And mm-hmm. we're like in a Chipotle, you know, line going to get food and we're just chatting normally. And I'm kind of like, this is uncomfortable. Like I was like trying to, th- I was, I, I wanted to try to tell him somehow, like as glamorous as you think this is, there's so many things that are kind of sucky about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of living the dream, but like, to me, this doesn't feel like a dream anymore. It just feels like everyday life. But like, there's nothing wrong with that because I chose to be there and it's something I always wanted to do and I was really good at it. You know what I mean? I, I should have been there. But to, to just see kind of people be like, oh, I could never do that. And I'm just going to say that like, it must be nice, John. I'm like, well, you know, why don't you stop saying it must be nice and go do it and then be, realize that it's just normal. And we make this, this big thing in our heads, but like we're made to do these big things and it's not supposed to be that big of a deal. Yeah. Yo, Jericho's got 82 games in a season. My, my youngest brother, he's got 82 games. It's everyday life for him. He's on a plane. He's practicing. He's walking through. He's in film. He's yeah. getting therapy. You know what I mean? I mean, these are just yeah. like, this is like normal life. You know, for, you know, I remember uh, he sent me a, so he got drafted by the, the Knicks and he sent me this picture. I gave him on his 15th birthday and it was um, like NCAA to NBA. And I forgot that I gave him that. And it was cool because I would have never thought of it, you know, and I'm not one of those guys who like, I'm living vicariously through my brother. No, those are his dreams. You know, he had to work for him. Right. And he's there because yeah, he had the dream. But the cool part was, is that the dream was passed on, you know, not, not mm-hmm. the, you know, he's more athletic more talented than all of us probably put together, to be honest with you. Wow. Yeah, yeah he's pretty special. Um, and uh, I tell you what, when I when I look at all the dreams of everybody passed down, you know, I got, you know, Jason playing basketball overseas, Ty playing big-time basketball, you got uh, myself, you got my brother Drew in the Marine Corps, you got my brother Isaiah playing college basketball, and then you got Jericho. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like mm-hmm. you just like everybody, he took he took a little piece from everybody. Mm. You know, and you know, this is just my brother. This is my dad. This is my grandfather. There's nothing, you know, so it's it's cool. It's like for him, wow. he's like, I was supposed to be here the whole time. Well, you know, like, like to him, it's like he's got to reset his vision now. But you know what? He's in the dunk contest. Yeah. Right. So then he wins it. Now he's got to. Re- <laughs> now he's got to be like, wow, I could do bigger things. Yeah. So pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Wow. There's definitely a lot we could latch onto here, which I think is really special. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I kind of want to normalize the stories told by people because okay. I think the more I've read books and listened to success, successful people's stories, I can, I can, I can speak English. I really can. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> those stories take root in your mind. They, they, they become real, you know? And, um, so, yeah, I'm just, you know, and feel free to chime in here too, Adam, with, with some questions here. But, I mean, I, uh, what, what, where did you kind of maybe uh, pivot there after that injury? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of people definitely could have been like, oh, it was my dream to do this. And, ah, it's still going a different way. And, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. but I, but that's not the impression I get from you because I know you have other dreams 
and I know that you are doing even bigger things. Yeah. You're still a dreamer. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, yeah. Like, is there a bit of a story there where you realized, okay, maybe it's not just about sports. Yep. And, but how did you like, you know, I'd imagine that that was a part of who you, that is a part of who you are and has helped you kind of go off to do greater, bigger things. Yeah. You know, it's a great question. Cause it's <clears throat> when you're, you're getting picked up and fired and picked up and fired by different teams, right? You, you kind of start to go, hmm, this isn't as stable as I thought it was, you know, or, <laughs> or it's not in my control like I thought it was, you know? Cause I mean, the NFL, the NBA is still a job. That when, yeah. I think maybe when some people think about like going to like the NFL or something like that, somebody that like makes it to the NFL, they, they think it's like maybe like more stable. That's oh. kind of what, like, oh, I, I get on the team and then I'm just kind of sad. I can just kind of work hard and I make a bunch of money and, I'm, and I've made it. Right. Yeah. I mean, the NBA just had, I think, it, I think I saw this, if I'm misquoting, 49 trades, the most in history this, this past free agent deadline. Wow. Um, so it's totally wow. not stable. Right. Um, but anyway, so I'm, I'm rehabbing, uh, I'm kind of flying back and forth to, from Minnesota to Birmingham, Alabama to get my doctor rechecks on my right knee. And I had a groin, uh, that I was rehabbing at the same time. And, um, I was, you know, probably about 80 some percent recovered. Right. I was like, I was coming back. Right. I'm like, that was the plan, huh? I'm like, I'm going to hit, I mean, you know, in, in my words, in my mind, you know, a little bit uh, probably sadistic at the time, like somebody's going to die when I get back on the field. Because I was a linebacker, right? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> free safety turned to linebacker. So I'm I'm running around uh, Lake Calhoun, and I think I went around Lake of the Isles, and I come back home over to South Minneapolis on like 37th and Pleasant area. And uh, I'm sprinting down the, the last block because I went all the way down Lake Street through Uptown. And I had my brother's dog, Rhodesian Ridgeback. His name is Osiris. Uh, he was overseas in Afghanistan at the time. And so anyway, I was running with him and and I literally was on that last block. And I I heard it and I knew it. That I was done playing ball. Huh. I knew it. I had peace. Now, granted, I was the guy who would never let go of it. Like I wouldn't let go. Like I like I was going to be in the Pro Bowl. You know what I mean? Like the I was focus, right? like, oh yeah. I, I, if there was anybody, and so when people found out that I was done, it was pretty shocking. You know, they're like, "What?" Mm -hmm. See, I went cold turkey into business. Huh. I went cold turkey on football. Like I was like, "There's no purpose there anymore. Let's go." So I transferred everything in my work ethic, um, which is really independent work ethic when you're in the NFL because you don't have a team mm -hmm. to like plug into. You know, once you're done, they're kind of like, "Okay, you can't work out here anymore." Yeah. You know, like yeah. that free agent like, kind of, yeah. Like we love wow. you, but here's your plane ticket. Bye. You know? So, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. anyway, I, I transitioned full fledged into business, uh, with our online business, uh, started rocking and rolling, uh, started a, a career kind of doing some, some sales and, and try to get good at it. Cause I just sucked. I mean, I sucked so bad. Um, and I didn't even want to be good at it. So that, that was a whole nother, uh, thing for me. But so anyway, started, started, wow. uh, being able to help people. Um, didn't really connect with corporate America cause I had never mm -hmm. worked it. Right. I'm like, why would yeah. you want to work in an office? 
because you've been working on a field. Right. And you're outside and you're in like. In the field. And, oh, and the other thing is like you kind of, as a, as a pro athlete, you kind of judge like people who are like maybe like not in shape. Yeah. But like, okay, they're not getting paid to be in shape. But they're in shape in the ways that make them money, you know. In their jobs. Yeah. So there was a lot huh. of like peeling back. You know, when I was working and and um, and moving forward in business, but you know what? Um, we've got a vision to help hundreds of people uh, make substantial income uh, outside of their full time jobs to be absolute not only financially independent, um, but there's a lot more. We own another business today. Um, I know you know that, John, but yeah, uh, we own a, um, a trucking uh, brokerage business. So we're fully self employed now. My wife and I, which I should tell you this, my wife. So she was a color commentator at ESPN. She started behind the scenes as a production assistant. Uh, she went to the final four in college. Uh, we got married along the way. And then she's full-time business owner with me. So yeah, and, she, and she wasn't so excited in the beginning. Um, and then I think, you know, when you realize the freedoms that you have, uh, running your own show, calling your own shots, uh, she's like, yeah, this is, this, is, this is more boss chick than any corporate title could ever gave me you know what i mean she's like mm -hmm. okay you know now i'd let her speak it from her words but like okay like espn is like pretty i mean you get she got paid to talk about basketball mm -hmm. right okay okay <laughs> here's 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 the thing my wife leslie is a dream chick okay for me dream chick for me okay i Come think on, she's dude. extremely good looking right mm -hmm. those eyes to die for okay or to live for, all right. <laughs> and uh, I won't, I won't, I won't name anything else. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's my wife. So, just, okay. And then she loves sports. And I think, wow, we're a basketball family, not a football family. That's kind of black sheep. Huh. But she almost loved it more than me. I can't say she loved it more than me, but you know what? She went into a career with basketball. You know what I mean? Dude, she loved her dream, dude. So she'd be like, hey, "You're in front of the TV. Get out of the way." I'm like, "That's right." <laughs> That's my wife. You know what I mean? So wow. anyway, yeah. this it, is like, it, I feel it, like most guys that are married are more like uh, telling their wife to get out of the way. Oh, totally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. She's like, hey, did, can you shut up for a second? Like, now she wouldn't say shut up. And she's like, yeah. you know, hey, I, I can't hear what, what's going on, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, but anyway, today, you know, just expanding the dream to help other people, you know, fully uh, financially, um, I shouldn't say financially independent, but you know, she hasn't worked a job in like almost eight and a half years because of the online business, you know what? And Damn. she ain't going back and she ain't giving the wow. money back. Come on. You know, the freedom is too good. Um, and so, you know, we want to share that with other people like we were taught. I mean, there was, there's a couple of guys here. I got, wow. I got to make sure that, that I give them a little, right. Alan Leiniger, Jack Hendricks, Dustin Wachter, all those guys, they mapped this, you know, husband, daddy hero for me. Yeah. And, uh, and we just kind of walked walked out the vision that they had and now you know we're doing the same thing so it's mm -hmm. it's pretty cool i got a I got a big dream board dude come on it's got a map of all the guys and ladies that we're going to help across the country uh we've got you know huge huge goals with leadership and dream properties i was just down there showing somebody this dream property i heard uh, about that actually oh yeah oh yeah out so, in, uh, out in the Boons. Oh, oh yeah. And my wife actually wants to live out there. Wow. Chicago City girl wants to live in the country. Dang. I'm like, 
Well, those prayers were answered. So <laughs> I think it was just the country music, right? Oh, <laughs> man. Hey, if I can get her in some country boots and do some country line dancing, uh, John, you're going to have to help me with that because that's, <laughs> that's another dream for me. I got to put that on my dream board. <laughs> yeah. Dude, but, wow. Yes. Yeah. You know, it sounds like you caught grip of something for you that was for you, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say sports isn't that, you know, but I, you, I think, you know, even, even myself, like I didn't give a, I didn't give a rat's ass about business, you know, four years ago, three years ago. But as we, as we walk our journey as men, there's different things that, you know, happen for a reason that lead us to kind of our ultimate way we, that we can have a, uh, you know, leave an impact. Mm -hmm. And as cool as like entertainment business is, you know, it's it's obvious to me seeing you talk about something you care about, football. Mm-hmm. But to see the way that you're even just lighting up talking about this impact of helping other people and like what it's done for your family, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's obvious that there is a deeper like mission that you've found and it's been, you know, yeah. Yeah. The, the biggest thing is in serving others, we become free. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's, a, there's another, mm-hmm. uh, tagline that we've uh, embraced in our life and it's I live free right I live free that's a that's a huge right there's a there's a lot to I live free mm-hmm. um and that's not ours you know we got that uh from an amazing couple Alan Michelle Leininger and and I when I think about you know when I when I leave out the door okay this is huge right and I'm, and I'm going to do some business my daughter say who are you who are you going to talk to today and uh, I'll say who, who, whomever it is or, or whatever it is. And they'll say, so you're, so you're helping her be a free mommy. Absolutely. You helping, you helping him be a free daddy. Yep. That's what we do. You know what I mean? So wow. to your kids, the, to my kids. Wow. So in that way, they're living the dream. And I'm like, it's, 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 you know, full circle. Right. My grandfather just said that. My grandmother too. But full circle, right? Life it goes full circle. And now my kids are watching me pursue a dream hmm. that you know what I mean? <laughs> that I watched my father and grandfather pursue it. I remember uh, Jack Hendricks, he would say the most powerful thing you could do for your kids is for them to see a a father or fa- their father and their mother pursue a dream together. And I went, whoa, man, let me come. I, I, I did that right now. Yeah. I mean, I was like, what? I think I let me go. I was like, oh, that, that, that hits me hard, dude. I'm man. like, wow. Let me go take a car ride and put some music on. You know, just think about that one. Some country yeah. music. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, put some John Castoris on, you know. Come on, son. Um, coming at you soon. But uh, I think kind of what you're talking about, like with, um, done with having the dreams be passed down. Um, like for me, it, it's not necessarily like when I grew up, I didn't necessarily have as many people like very clearly like chasing dreams. In my yeah. Life. Um, so, and some of our listeners may not have those people that are like chasing dreams in their life. So like, is there anything that like someone doesn't have good, dream chasers to set an example for them in their life 
what can they like potentially do to like find people that are chasing dreams to inspire them to chase their own dreams? Well, maybe at another time uh, I could get into my full story, right? Okay. Um, but I actually didn't have uh, the resources as available as as people would think. Okay. Now, granted, um, I say all that, and you're like, "Wait a minute, your grandfather and father." Well, we'll have to go into that some other time. But yeah. what I th- I think you can do is you can look for the most successful person you know, that you know and that you're around or that you hear of and pursue them, right? Because I know Grant Cardone has been big for you, John, right? Totally. Um, And, you know, these people aren't as inaccessible as you think if you pursue them. You know, like if you chase the heat, Mm -hmm. as we call it. My wife, actually, this is is great, okay? She went to a journalism conference. She had 20 or 40 bucks on her. She had no place to stay. But she's like, I got to get in. You know what I mean? I got to find a way in. And anyway, she goes down to Atlanta and she literally stays with some people that she doesn't know. And she had a limo driver offer her um, an opportunity uh, to like drive her back and forth. I think it was for free. Wow. Right. And, you know, at the time I'm like concerned boyfriend, like, where are you? What's going on? Is everything okay? Who are you with? (laughs) But you know what? She had a dream and what we've heard over the years. And I look back even with football if the dream is big enough, the facts don't matter. Like it all comes together. You know what I mean? So if Mm you, you got to find those people, you know, pursue those people. If you ask enough people, they'll identify who's mentored them or who's brought them along. You know what I mean? Um, So I do think that, um, because if, if you're Mm -hmm. a dreamer, there's something almost spiritual about being a dreamer because you see everything with like that, those eyes, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not alone and because you don't have a dream in your family doesn't mean you're not, but you, you definitely have to go and pursuit and find those people, you know, because they're there, they're out there and you'll, you'll gravitate towards each other. You'll actually find each other. Um, so anyway, that's, that's probably my biggest thing. Cause huh. Tony Dungy was an amazing coach, right? Mm. I'd never met a coach with as much principle and as much values and faith until I met him. I heard about him, but until I was there, I was like, and I'm like, wow. Okay. This is the real deal. You know? Wow. So, you know, that's what I mean. You know, wow. you're going to come across people. I just, it, I, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to over the last 16 years that if I, if I've called them or if I've come into contact with them, they said, you know, I was just praying about a business opportunity. I was just thinking, you know what I mean? Yeah. About, and it could be something else, you know? And it's, yeah. it, wow. it's, it's funny how those things come together, Adam, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's like what you do, what, what's inside does actually, you know, manifest. So anyway, hopefully that's, that's, you know, cause it's, it's definitely um, something I've thought about over the years mm-hmm. too. Right. Like, yeah. man, I've got these great role models to pattern after, but like, I'm like, wait a minute. Well, my situation wasn't all hunky dory. Mm-hmm. So anyway, well, but there are, there are ways. You know, you just can't ex- you can't accept that there aren't ways. There's there's ways to seek out those other dreamers. So yeah, one, I love that one. One thing that Adam and I have talked about quite a lot on the show, and we got a little bit more time here. So um, um, is the um, 
you know, the, the mentality, the mindset that we can attack life with. And we, we did an episode or two on kind of a victim mentality mm. versus like an ownership mentality. And uh, for, for listeners that maybe haven't checked that out, I recommend it, but kind of the, the synopsis and you know, is people that just kind of, oh, they see stuff happening. They see people doing great things, but they just kind of go, oh, like only they could do that. Or like, oh, well, you're doing good stuff, Dom, because you were, you were, you know, you made it to the NFL and your whole family, like, were in sports and, you know, were successful, you know. And you had an awesome dad and an awesome grandpa. And they mm-hmm. kind of write it off. When in reality, you know, this is probably a different tangent, but deep down, they probably actually really desire that. Mm-hmm. But they can't allow themselves to put themselves in the bucket with those people. They, they try to separate it to justify themselves. And Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, but... I just like, I kind of curious about your dream board because I I just want listeners to know that if you are feeling a bit overwhelmed with some of these concepts, like I I think this can inspire us a lot, but sometimes it can be overwhelming, but because we want it so bad and we just don't know how. And so if if any, if anybody resonates with that, I just want to say you really have a place here in the dangerous man movement. We have a lot of guys that want to go places that are humble beginnings. And for this to be a community of men that want to become great. And I was hoping maybe you could share a little bit, shine a little bit of light on that, Dom, with, you know, any of your own thoughts there. But, um, you know, maybe even just like how to start dreaming. Yeah. You know, I've. How to let yourself, you know, give yourself permission. I've got these daughters, right? They're not dangerous men. Okay. But they're dangerous, right? (laughs) (laughs) They'll compliment dangerous men one day. Um, But they, um, you know, I've, I've. I think the why is more important than the how, the mission, right? Mm-hmm. And the how kind of comes together through it. Um, but you know, I think one thing I learned from my, my mother, Kim Sims, was the grit and the tenacity and the toughness to do it every day. You know what I mean? Like big vision, small goals, you know? Big vision, small tangible goals. Um, to me, if you don't put those two together, you know, 30 years as a dentist, my dad, Dr. Charles Sims, 65 years as a veterinarian, my grandpa and grandma, Dr. Ed Ed and Ann Larson don't happen, you Mm -hmm. know? And so what I've tried to pass on to my daughters is the small daily decisions to divorce your feelings, right? Don't let your feelings dictate where you're going because that's not going to line up with your vision. Um, you know, there's little selfish decisions, right? Like, oh, I just want to get a little nap in. Oh, I deserve a break. You know, not that you don't deserve rest and a break, but like, there's these times where everybody else is doing the exact same thing with the exact same mindset and you have to do the opposite. And, and these are the little, you know, these just little things that my, my, you know, four daughters, you know, Jordan, Kennedy, Selah, and Araya are getting, you know, and, um, and, and, and you know what, I'll, I'll give a, a huge plug to my wife because you know what, being married to a dreamer, now she's just as competitive as a dreamer, just a, a competitive and a dreamer. Yeah. There's a lot of friction. You got to make sure you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you <laughs> know, a lot of dream happening. You just both want to push. You want to get there, you know, mm. you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the why is more important, but uh, I think if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this right now, I think you're on the road because you're surrounding yourself in your ears 
with people who are dreaming, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where this is in 5, 10, 15 years and the other people who've come on board as mm-hmm. dangerous men. You know what I mean? I'm excited to see this mission manifest because there's a huge mission here, right? I'm like, you know, oh, yeah. obviously I've talked to both of you guys about it, mm-hmm. but um, that's pretty fu- That's pretty exciting, you know? Like you know, we, we talk about there's going to be people that come on the podcast that have walked this journey with us and now they are dangerous men getting interviewed on their story because of this movement. I started mm-hmm. my business because of your encouragement, John and Adam. And you know what I mean? And like, hey, I remember wow. episode this and I and I stayed the course because of what you said, Adam. You know what I mean? Like because of when yeah. you, hey, I didn't have anybody in my life. And I just think like, are you trying to find ways to make it happen? Or are you looking for reasons for it not to happen? And I just, you know, wow. we have this, we have this thing in our life, my wife and I, mm-hmm. like, we're going to listen to no fear, no doubt ever, period, shut it out. And every good reason, every, every motivation, everything that's good that helps us move forward, we're going to pick up and take with us, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I think that's like uh, uh, something that is super powerful because then all you're doing is putting rocket fuel in your tank all the time. That is really powerful. Yeah. So how, like, if there is someone who is like, can tend to be like negative or try to find the reasons not to do it. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes I can do that where Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, well, maybe, maybe I should, maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe, maybe I could do this, something else. Yep. Um, Someone who could be listening as well as a little bit myself to find reasons not to do it. How do they kind of switch gears? Like, were you always like hmm. very like, let's pu- push off the fear and doubt and and go after like what's good and, and put that rocket fuel mm-hmm. um, in our tank? Or is it like, oh, we have these these negative things, these I'm looking for ways to not do it or uh, reasons to not do it. And then like, did you have to like change something yes. in order to like, switch and what was that thing that you had to do so i think i'm naturally a pros and cons person okay right i'm naturally like you know the medical mind obviously in my family yeah i'm thinking okay what are the pros what are the cons right and and i'm naturally a person who says okay what can i improve on Mm -hmm. but what i learned in business uh was that if i don't focus on my strengths that i'm going to put more energy into getting my weaknesses just like maybe up one level then if I pour all my strengths and, you know, all my energy into my strengths, mm-hmm. then my weaknesses will get a little bit better. So I think just thinking of, you know, like in being in business, what I've, what I've found of and what I have I've come to realize is and, and succeeding in business and helping other people do it and listening to the people who do it is that I literally have the only way, right? Uh, Dustin Wachtrell, this is, this is him one-on-one. Okay? This is one of your business mentors. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Um, when his one-on-one is you have to get around people that are successful and then you'll, you'll get those strengths. You'll get that mindset, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can't like learn your way into it necessarily. You have to get around the people and kind of be with them. Wow. And I've seen him go through high highs and some, and some pretty lows. And I've always seen him stay tight to the fire, to the dreamers. Yeah. And, um, I, I just think if you're if you're lightning fast, right? 
or if you got mad hops, because I know you said you got some mad hops, right? <laughs> that, uh, nine <laughs> inches. Exactly. <laughs> I have no idea what my vertical is, by the way. But, but I'm, I'm literally <laughs> just going to grab onto your coattail and let your momentum and energy swing me into, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think that's the wow. only thing, because I, I I know what it's like to think, oh, yeah, but okay, this might not work if I do that. But then I'm sitting over here evaluating this for like, you know, 30 days while the guy over there got started. And he learned way more because he started in what happened in the 30 days than I did trying to plot and plan what might happen in 30 days. Okay. So anyway, uh, hopefully that helps, you know. So kind of kind of what I, yeah. So it sounds oh, like definitely find the people that are are doing the good things that you want to do. Totally. Um, but also it, from what you're saying, it sounds like you want to focus on doing more good, not less bad. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So. I, yeah, totally. Rather than getting rid of the bad stuff, just find out what you're doing good and do more of that. Yep. Okay. And if you think you suck at everything, you have to find something that you're good at and start there. Okay. I, I don't think there's another way. Yeah. Dang. Because we're all good at something. From from people that I have talked to, there's, I think there is a decent amount of people who, who do not think that they're good at things. And I think um, for me, it, when I was in high school, I was definitely in that way where I felt like I wasn't good at anything. Hmm. Um, so I think they, they do definitely exist. Um, and I think sometimes in the, those people in those situations, sometimes it takes someone saying like, hey, you're good at this. Uh-huh. But also because those people are trying are focusing so much on the negative and trying to like get rid of the negative, they can't see the positive as much. Mm-hmm. So even just trying to like, flip that like right now i'm thinking like oh for me to focus more on the good maybe i need to like every day write down some things that i did that was good Mm. so then i can kind of get you know dial in on what am i good at and then being able to you know increase those things you know that's so good because i actually have to do that today like I have to, like, if I don't have a day where I felt like I was productive, I have to go, okay, but what good did I do today? Yeah. That's awesome. Cause I, you yeah. know, I, I needed to hear that because, um, yeah, you know, like that, that was, that was powerful. That might even be more powerful than anything that was ever said here tonight. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Um, cause there is good that you do, you know? Yeah. Wow. I have to pick your brain on that after this. Man, dude. Yeah. No. And Adam and I've, I mean, this is a whole other topic. This is why I love podcasting, Dom, is <laughs> Adam and I, I can't tell you how many times we're like, you're like, how do you come up with the content for a podcast? Like, you just start talking and you realize there's a billion things that you want to yeah. go into and you don't have time for. Like, the reason why me and John started this podcast is because we had conversations. We're like, wow, this is a really good conversation. Maybe we should just start recording them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, Literally, our creative process is we sit down and be like, so what do you want a podcast about today? Okay, hit play. <laughs> yeah, man, it's um, just the real things happening in our lives every day. And, you know, um, if there's a piece of of, of inspiration of, of our dream, of our mission that we can we can pass off to, to somebody who needs to hear it. I, I mean, talk about getting around people that, that dream, you know. I can't tell you how big of a blessing it is to live with Adam and be able to just like, talk in the kitchen as we're you know 
making, uh, you know, I don't actually have these, but as we're making mimosas, you know, <laughs> as I think we're making eggs would probably be more accurate. That's probably what we're actually doing. Making <laughs> eggs and toast. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. much actually our life. Yeah. <laughs> what do you eat? What do you eat for uh, 50% of your meals? Eggs and toast. <laughs> actually though. <laughs> but, you know, hey, we live in a time where you can get it in your ears. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, there was a time, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian and, and there was a time where I was sitting down and at, what a lot of Christians do is they sit down and they spend time in quiet in with before God. And we believe that he, God's always in our presence and to be able to like reach out and share what's going on in our life with God and to connect with, you know, learning more about who God is. And, uh, the, you know, it is kind of mysterious, but over time you really realize that all the joy and love and peace and goodness comes from him mm-hmm. and that he has a plan for us and that it blesses us and that mm-hmm. this you know it, it seems um god but you know that this is a person that cares deeply about me and, and bringing it back to what ab and i were talking about we went on this this weekend talking about our own like fathers and that was kind of the theme and god who like he demonstrates those characteristics i just mentioned through the example of like a father and son relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just, you know, how um, I think where I was going with this is um, how we need every day to hear and receive, like, um, I might say in in a, you know, the lingo might be receive God's blessing. And kind of what that means is, you know, think about maybe your own dad. Is there a time he said, I was proud of you or a time where he pointed out, you know, this is the thing my dad did a really good job of. You know what, John? Like, you did really well on that hockey play, and I noticed you had you did this kind of stick handle thing, and, and you just do that really well, very consistently. And you know, just hearing that, like, like I'm a human, and I have all kinds of things that are hard in my life, and I receive all kinds of doubt. And it's like, oh, how do these people accomplish their dreams? And it's like, well, you need to have people that are telling you the good things about you, because like, if I go a day without really receiving blessing from somebody else pouring that out to me. And really what that means is that just like, I'm going to see the good in another person Mm -hmm. and I'm going to really just like, I'm going to make sure I tell them that. I'm going to make sure I give them a hug. I'm going to make sure that like, they know how much, how highly I think of them and how much I respect them. Like there are people in your life you respect and you go a day without them knowing about that, but like how much we need to receive that. And that, that's kind of what I mean by the word blessing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like gratitude. Oh yeah. Or like even because like someone like opposite of blessing is like cursing, but you could also say like, um, like another word for blessing, like blessing and cursing is very like they have like spiritual connotation to them, but you could also say like affirmation or honoring somebody for, for like what they're what they're good at or what what who they are. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas the opposite of that would be like kind of in the cursing realm of it more of if you're just kind of going for like, oh, like rejecting them or or being cynical mm-hmm. or criticizing yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think kind of what we're getting at here um, with with what we're talking about with Dom and, and going after dreams is it's so much more important to... Yeah, take us home, out. Just keep pointing out the the good, affirming blessing, honoring, and grow that 
much more than try to like surgically remove like yes the, the things that are bad because like people don't mm. generally like curse or or reject or be critical of something that is good it's mm. about uh, it's about usually a part of something that's kind of like the the generally the big thing is pretty good but there's just some bad parts that they're just trying to like pick out like surgically but the thing is is like instead of focusing on that you should really be focusing on the on the good that could even be bigger than the bad and to make that even bigger that just kind of pushes out the bad because there just isn't space for it um and i think that's really i think like the key and i think a, a huge part for for us as men is also being able to get that blessing, that affirmation, that honoring from our fathers. Yep. Yes. Or a father figure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I just to tap into that, man, you set me on a course here. Um, dreamers are always going to tell you you can do it because they're doing it or they've done it. People that aren't dreaming or that are, far from on their way are going to tell you you can't and you won't make it. So I, I'm always going, well, I know where the dreamers are. It they seems have, they have good words. It seems like there's a lot less wow. dreamers yeah. than there are cynical people. Yeah. Like there's a lot more cynics, people who are being cynical, people who are, you know, rejecting, uh, cursing, uh, being critical. Saying, being a critic, you, saying you can't do it. Saying you can't do it. Being cynical. Yeah. Rather than uh, people who are dreamers out there. And I don't know if that's necessarily like, that's what it seems like anyway. And maybe it's like, maybe there are a lot of dreamers, but maybe there's like a lot of like hidden dreamers that don't necessarily talk as much. They're not as loud as all the, the, the cynics, um, the critical people. Yeah. So it's like, how do we, how do we kind of renew that? And I, this might be a rhetorical question because that, that, that's a whole nother can of worms. How do we renew that? But how do we make more dreamers? And I think from what it sounds like you were talking about, Dom, with like how you become more that way is by being around that, mm-hmm. is you just, it's contagious. So you just get around it more and get around it more and bring people in and, and it will just grow. Um, and I think um, generally the bad stuff can spread a lot faster. But I think the good, the, the blessing, it's a lot more powerful. Oh, man, big time. Um, Goes deep in the heart. So, yeah, so it has a lot more momentum to it. So once it gets going, it's a lot harder to stop. Big time. Hey, there's the movement here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, really? Like, I, I keep thinking about that as you're talking. I'm like, join this. Join the movement. Dangerous men, right? Yeah. Having a dream is dangerous. It's risky. Yeah. It's telling everybody what you're going to do, but it's not there yet. Woo. I mean, you got you to gotta live a little bit dangerous. You know, you, you're kind of yeah. towing the line for a second there, right? Yeah. And then when, then when oh, the, the movement's, you know, I mean, millions of dangerous men. They're like, oh, well, yeah, Adam and John, you know, they, 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 were, they were just like specially gifted. They just, they just started at the right time. 
no, now's the right time for anybody, you know? (laughs) But plus, you you got to get around people, man. That's awesome, man. Dang, you took us down an awesome road, man. Yeah. Yeah, this was really, really good, guys. And, you know, super, super grateful to have you on the show, Dom. And thank you. you Thank you guys both for for making time for this. And it's really valuable for us. And and, and if, if any listeners kind of, if you're feeling that, that strain, if you're feeling that, um, you know, that, that cynicism, that depression crushing you down and, and you want to believe you want to latch onto what we have, but you're still, you're still in a place where, uh, you don't have the support that you, that you quite need. My, uh, Instagram is linked in the description. So please just shoot me a message and we'd love to connect with you. Um, and this is why we do this. We, we don't run ads here. We never will. Uh, the only ask we can make is that you share it with a friend and, um, you know, Adam and I do this because we want to help more men become dangerous. So we're dropping new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So subscribe so that you never miss out. Join us next time for all of our listeners. Until then. Oh, 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 oh,